You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Owen, I got to ask you, as as uh, someone who you you have a a uh, a career as a self directed artist, uh, as well as as a sideman, is there a hard wall between the two, or are you able to leverage opportunities for yourself as a solo artist through the uh, musicians that you work with? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, wh- whether it's co-writing with the artists and getting tracks on a release or uh, being an opening act, you know, having your own band open for an act that you're working with that there's definitely, um, I think organic opportunities that come up. Uh, listening to this whole conversation is funny because, you know, I am, I'm, I'm, I do play both sides and that's something that I have to think about a lot. Um, because, I'm actively hiring sidemen to kind of join me on my own endeavors while being hired to do the same thing with other people. So I, I think that that it gives me a lot of perspective with the way that I treat the people that I bring into my own projects because I understand like the lifestyle and just can speak the language in a way that I think might be lost on people who are kind of just exclusively used to just hiring out um, musicians. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting listening to everybody's points of view because there's so much subtleties to it and just listening about how to keep gigs and not lose gigs. And sometimes how to lose a gig maybe is what your goal is, you know, I mean, there, there are certain, there's certainly p- plenty of people I can think of who, you know, whether they said it or not, through their behavior, they demonstrated that they did not want to be a part of a project anymore. <laughs> and that was just sort of their, their way of uh, making the uh, not getting asked back part more organic, too. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, you know, you, you get a really clear idea of um, the value what what people should expect and to be paid and what people deserve to be paid and the, and the type of conditions that people should be expected to do this job under um when you do both sides of it you definitely at least in my experience have a, a high appreciation for a how, how hard of a job it is and b you know how hard it is to run your own business too so coming from that perspective of seeing both sides, uh, are, are there artists that you've worked with who perhaps have had a reputation for going through musicians fairly quickly just because they don't know how to treat the people they work with? And then how do you, in a situation like that, uh, is there a way to make it a, a situation that is doable for it? 
I and name names. Yeah, I mean, it, there's the, there's all the the spectrum is vast. You know, there's there's artists that run through players. There's players that run through artists. Um, usually, it goes along with the luxury of either of being really talented um, or very successful. Um, you know. It, 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 I can I equate I have lots of friends as, as we all do that do other jobs and you know they the same grievance grievances you can see everywhere you know it's it's hard to work in close proximity to other people that you're also traveling with seven days a week sleeping literally on top of each other in a tour bus or you know, sharing beds in a hotel doesn't really matter. It, it's a it's a tough job. So, I think even though it's it's very, <laughs> it's a stereotype to be a moody mu musician on the one hand, but on the other hand, it, it's it's tough to go out there and have your personality on display every day, every night. You know, and be in close quarters like that. So, you know the. It, Diff there's definitely artists that run run through players and you know I, I'm, I'm assuming that most of us have found ourselves in that situation and you know you, you either make the most of it or you do it for as long as you want to or you say you know what like I can tell this this seems like a this seems like experience I've had before I'm just gonna bow out of this one unfortunately sometimes you don't know until you're a month and a half into a three-month commitment. Gerardo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, perhaps it's not uh, sort of change, uh, change uh, uh, topics a little bit. It's perhaps not obvious that you don't need a college degree to be a musician, uh, but uh, it should be. But is there anything education-wise that either – has been crucial for you as a full-time musician and or was crucial in getting you to the point where you could be a full-time musician? I would, I would say the answer to that is no. I mean, I, I think that there's benefits. I mean, I, I, I did go to school for music and all that, but I mean, if anything, the only thing that I learned that is this applicable in, in this context is just being prepared and always making sure that you're not, you know, le letting the people that depend on you down. Right. And so the dependability, I think is just such a key factor in, in being successful in this role. And really, even if, if you're not an absolute genius musician, as long as you're very reliable and you do your job well, you know, people are going to keep calling you back. So, yeah, I don't think the professional musician thing is, is, is very relevant these days, in my opinion. Everybody drop out. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, every mom watching this video is just freaking out right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, is there a difference in the way that you prepare for studio recording versus uh, going out on tour? And does that change, I guess, if, depending on the different acts that you've worked with over the years? Um, it's pretty similar. It's a matter of just literally being prepared and having the knowledge under your fingertips. But I think that there's a much bigger thing in preparing yourself for the tour situation because there's a lot more 
dealing with an onslaught of different personalities. And I think that's where, um, like ha having the uh, ability to learn about networking by just doing it and then learning how to kind of like deal and cope with the different types of personalities. Um, sometimes even, and this is gonna sound maybe negative, but like learning how to manipulate personalities in the way that you like, you might need some things to happen. Like, hey, our drummer never gets his drums into the trailer. Like, what can we do to make that happen today? Like, that's not bad manipulation. You, those drums need to get in the freaking trailer, right? Um, so I think it's a matter of like, just getting, getting creative and finding ways to uh, connect with people that make them want to keep you around is really what it's about. And I, I don't really know the answer with that. I actually, like I've, I've asked myself often, like having the opportunity to be in another band that's doing cool things like, like Ice Nine, I wonder why was I presented the opportunity? Like I literally, I ask myself these podcast questions right now, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the thing that I typically come up with is really just like, the commitment to my craft, my commitment to like doing things as good as I possibly can, um, my commitment to being accessible to people. I think that was a really big part of why I was contacted in the first place, just because like, I think a lot of people in ICE-9, um, the, the individual members create their own brands to a certain degree. And I had built out my own to a certain degree before I was offered the spot. And I think that goes hand in hand with making you valuable in a band that needs those types of components filled. You know? Absolutely. Mike, uh, not specifically necessarily for Einstein Kills, but for all the artists that you've worked with over the years, uh, you know, the line is that you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. How important is the look, whether it be being somebody who looks healthy or, uh, or doesn't, <laughs> or isn't as good looking as the singer, that sort of thing, uh, or having like the way that somebody dresses and so on and so forth. How important is that i mean it's a good question i think most of the people that are ready to fill that type of role that we're looking for sort of it, it's already inherent in them um but yeah i i you know i think in many of the there you know the guy that we got to fill in actually brought a whole new flair that i think if we had been looking at just his looks it wouldn't have worked on paper. That said, his ability to play, his ability to fit in with everybody, his ability to do all the things these guys are talking about, you know, and gave him the, that's what gave him the confidence to kind of stand out on his own anyways. And, and you know, it was a little bit of a transition, but once, you know, the fans got used to him being, you know, on stage, and even though he looked a little bit different than the old guy in terms of the way he dressed and presented himself, they actually came to like that a little bit more. Got it. So I gotta, I gotta jump in on this topic because Please. it's one of my favorite things uh, to talk about in the music industry. Uh, because stuff, things I experienced personally, I almost got kicked out of a band for being too tall, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. And I remember going on an audition for a band that was like very like gothy and you know leather and makeup and i was trying to get a gig and then you know and it, and it kind of i had this revelation that you know my playing probably has almost nothing to do with why or not i'm going to get this gig it's, thank god i didn't get this gig by the way but um it's this thing that you know and that was on my mind like a lot when i moved to la was like you know, I'm at a certain age, but you kind of, if you can look 
younger and present yourself a certain way, it really opens you up to a lot of opportunities. And it's crazy how many players like that are, you know, mind-blowing players, but they just don't have that look that when a big spot opens up, like they're not going to even going to look at this person because they don't have the vibe. And it's, and it's interesting how many, especially like in, in, in the, the metal world, which is very curmudgeonly and kind of conservative and in certain ways that they kind of get, they take it personally and they, they get mad at it. And it's like, no, nah, man, it's like, it's like, you know, if you want a job at Hooters, you kind of got to come with the, uh, a fair point. With the, with the proper I, I, accoutrement. I think Doc is also <laughs> underestimating his personality and his ability to fit in, right? But great, great point. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!